Hi everybody, this is Ben and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this podcast is not professional medical advice. This podcast is a personal project and does not represent the views of my medical school or any organizations that I'm affiliated with. This marks the end of week 16 of medical school. I'm in my second week of immunology. So I have a couple of immunology concepts, topics to talk about that I thought were pretty interesting. And just a general update about what's going on at medical school this week. It looks like we've done our last physical exams until the end of the calendar year. We just got an announcement from the head of our clinical skills program that we should not expect to return to in-person examinations in the clinics until, uh, or in our simulation environment until after the new year. And this is just part of the general trend in Michigan of trying to shut down anything that's non-essential that could cause people to spread COVID infections to each other. Since the last week when we did our first real physical exam where we got to listen to heart and lung sounds um, last week, this just past week, we actually tried doing this in a virtual manner. So we used a video conference call and then um, talked with the standardized patient for a while. And then for the exam, I shared my screen, which had a picture of a human torso on it. And I basically talked through the physical exam placing my cursor on the parts of the torso that I would be listening with my stethoscope to. It's not very um, satisfying to not get to actually hear the heart sounds. This is just one of the compromises that we're making in order to keep moving forward with our education during COVID time. The immunology lectures that we had this week were really interesting. Um, I was sort of surprised this term in immunology when our first histology class, aka our microscope lab, was about skin. And skin covers our whole body, keeps things out, keeps fluid in. We can even use it to communicate um, socially, like when we blush, for example. Skin has nerves that tell our bodies about the environment, and there's even metabolism in the skin in that it's the main site of vitamin D creation. Also, when we talk about the skin, the histologists like to call it integument, which is the official name that also includes things like hair follicles and sweat glands and fingernails. So the skin is not boring, and it's kind of a front line for infection and the fight against infection, the immunological defense of the rest of the body. And our skin itself can be a target of bacterial and fungal pathogens. As we looked at skin under the microscope, I was reminded of the idea of like a nice winter coat, um, like a really expensive outdoor REI style winter coat where there are multiple layers with specific properties and jobs that each layer has to do. So on the top layer, usually you have something that's kind of abrasion resistant and tougher like nylon coating right on the outside. And then underneath that is a waterproof layer, which is made of Gore-Tex. And then if you look even closer, there's usually some kind of adhesive that binds each layer to the one above and below. When we start looking at the at skin in immunology, we find that there are bacteria that can disrupt the adhesions between layers, 
and can make your skin have blisters on it. Really, that's what a blister is, is the breakdown of adhesions between layers of skin. Um, another thing to note is that the very top layers of the skin, the very the, the epidermis, does not have any blood vessels running through it. So the very top layer of skin it, cells are effectively dead already. So you can get a very, very top-level scrape, even sort of like a proto-paper cut, the ones that don't really get you but come close and that is how deep the top layer of skin is. If it doesn't bleed at all, then you probably sliced your epidermis without getting into the dermis, which is filled with tiny blood vessels, tiny capillaries. One thing that we can see inside of the, on the microscope slides is that there's thick skin and thin skin. The thick skin in our bodies is actually concentrated only in two places, the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And you can start to see the differences between thick skin and all the other skin when you, if you use your fingers to take a little pinch of the skin on your palms versus turning your hand over and pinching a fold of the skin on the back of your hand. The skin on your palm is a thicker epidermis and is really strongly connected with the deeper layers below. So it's actually hard to, if you're just using sort of your fingertips, to even gather up the skin because it's so strongly connected to all the layers below it. And this is because these are the working surfaces of the body, the places that get lots of wear and tear and need to be really tough. Interestingly, though, this does not mean that these areas are less sensitive than others. In fact, we really have a lot of nerves in the palms and the soles of the feet. Um, one other thing that you can see in a microscope slide of thick skin is that there are no hair follicles in the thick skin. That's why we don't have hair growing on the soles of our feet. Everybody has melanocytes, which are the site means cell and melano means it makes melanin. Interestingly, everybody has about the same number of melanocytes sitting below the surface of their skin. The big difference is just how much pigmentation molecules produced at baseline. And that's what results in different skin colors. And additionally, exposing your skin to UV light will increase the amount of pigment produced because these cells will be stimulated to just generate more pigment. Pigments get released from the cells in little granules, and then other cells nearby will just absorb those and hold on to them. The pigment molecules, the melanin, it absorbs UV light and prevents it from penetrating below the epidermis. So the more you're exposed to UV light, the more work your melanocytes will do to try and protect the lower layers of your skin. And this is important because UV light can cause um, very specific damage to your DNA, which has to be repaired by your cells. And if you have enough damage, there's always a chance that um, some of your cells are going to die from it, or even more rare, that some of that DNA damage will occur in a um, tumor suppressor gene, and then losing function of that gene will cause that cell to proliferate out of control and cause skin cancer. This past week was really the first time that I started feeling overwhelmed by the amount of content that we were getting during a week of lectures in med school. It kind of crept up on me. Uh, I was talking to a friend in a PhD program, and he thought that it takes him about four hours of self-study for every one hour of lecture to really learn and integrate the material. And I think it's about the same for me as well. I was in this weird position that this last week of going to lecture for eight hours on Tuesday, and then in that eight hours, I basically needed up to 32 more hours of work just to really understand the material and figure out how to study it and keep it all in my mind. Some people use the analogy that medical school can be like trying to drink from a fire hose. I prefer to think of it like I'm making coffee, 
but accidentally overfilled the water tank in the machine. And now hot coffee is spilling everywhere. And I'm grabbing mugs, trying to catch all the extra coffee. And then grounds start spilling out on the counter. And I just use my last square of paper towel. So I guess that's the point of having a calendar and to-do lists because uh, at school, they can really give us a week's worth of work in one day. And then we have to try to stay sane and balanced while chipping away at all the content. So that being said, I'm really happy that I have the week off for Thanksgiving um, and I'll be hanging out and uh, seeing some friends. And it gives me an extra bunch of days to integrate all of the lecture material that we had from the week before. Tomorrow I take my medical first responder test, certification test, and after that I can apply to be a medical first responder in Michigan, uh, which means that I can be on the staff of uh, a sporting event or a concert or something when those are happening again as a medical first responder, sort of first aid technician. I think it's really cool that I'll actually have a credential that I can use. So I'm hoping that goes well. And I'll be back next week. If you have any questions about medical school or about the immune system or something that we covered in a previous episode, please let me know. My email address is b-r-o-o-t at fastmail.com. Thanks to David Funkhauser for our intro and outro music. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you stay safe, have a nice Thanksgiving break, and have a great week.